What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the daily podcast for people that just can't shut up about guitar. Apologies for this episode being a little bit later. My throat's still been bothering me a little bit. It's been a bit of a couple of crazy days. You know how it goes. But anyway, we're back on it, bringing you the podcast every single day, just as it should be. Now, if you're a regular listener, you might remember that about... Probably a couple of months ago at this point, I did an episode talking about some new guitars that are coming out, some kind of gear news, that sort of stuff. And I talked about uh, the new guitar model uh, coming from Brian May Guitars, the first model coming from the Queen Guitarist's uh, own company. That was actually for someone else and, and not for him and not just, you know, his red special kind of thing. Um, it was actually a guitar for someone else. And it was a signature guitar for the guitarist and musician Ariel. Um, and Ariel is, um, yeah, she's fantastic guitar player. Um, yeah, I think Ariel has like a ton of albums at this point, like eight or something like that. Nine. There was a new album that came out just with this guitar coming out this year, um, or end of last year, start of this year kind of thing. And, um, yeah, I, I believe it, uh, she has quite a few albums at this point. Um, pretty prolific has done a bunch of cool stuff and it's um you know not the first connection between um ariel and brian may because she sort of they connected kind of playing guitar online and he had noticed her playing somewhere on something and um she got like an invite to play in the we will rock you musical i think it was in london and then so she was playing in that and um it's kind of had like Brian May and Eric Johnson as as guitar mentors for a little while and stuff that's impacted her career. It's it's yeah, it's been um really cool and interesting actually the connections there. And the guitar that has come out which I talked about back in this previous episode is based upon her guitar that she's been playing for ages that she calls two tone, which is this two tone looking interesting custom guitar that she actually built herself and that's a kind of interesting connection between her and Brian May as well is that you know Brian May famous for building his own guitar when he was a teenager uh the Red Special uh she also built her guitar when she was a teenager she was working with someone uh, at the time to to help uh, you know who was kind of a luthier or guitar repair person knew more about this stuff and designed it with them and um yeah it's a kind of interesting story about how then they kind of were working with her on it and they kind of went dark kind of just disappeared sort of weren't responding kind of thing and then she got a box show up at her house and it was like all the parts for the guitars in various boxes or whatever and she had to like put it together herself it's kind of a weird interesting story um and it's it's a weird interesting guitar as well that she's customized further over the years and kind of fixed and played around with um and the the uh aerial model from brian may guitars is very much based on that aesthetically very very similar but slightly different it's kind of almost a marriage of that guitar two-tone that unique custom guitar that she's got um with brian may's red special kind of almost it's it very aesthetically is like her own built herself model two-tone it's very much like that in terms of looks and in terms of a lot of the features too um but it also borrows a lot from um you know others brings in new things that are kind of from brian may's guitar um you know rather than being neck through it's it's set neck uh the pickups are kind of like the red special pickups if not exactly the same i think they are maybe the exact same um it's got a lot of cool switching options on there and stuff it, it's kind of got some interesting similar things anyway why am i bringing this up again if i already talked about it well i happened to catch an interesting interview going uh about with ariel talking about her new music and talking about her 
uh, kind of all the gear she uses and talking about her new guitar. And, you know, it was interesting actually in a bunch for a bunch of reasons. And I'm going to share it in the description of this podcast. And it's, it's, you know, something that any kind of gear nerd people and people into her music, people looking to find new music, like hearing musicians talk about their processes and how they incorporate gear and how the guitar as an instrument comes into them as an artist and stuff, you know, all that kind of interesting good stuff. And it's got a lot of really interesting insights in the interview, actually. It's it's well worth sharing just as a really interesting interview for those number of points that are uh, really revealing and really interesting. Um, but like I say, I've already talked about all this. So why share this if, she, you know, she's talking about her signature model? You know, those interviews aren't usually particularly insightful i find you know i feel i feel like it's it's sort of there the artist sitting on the fence of like doing marketing and being like oh absolutely the best guitar just such a good guitar these guys are one of the best brands you know and then sometimes like six months later they've moved to a different brand or something you know um even if that's not the case that's a bit cynical of me but you know i mean it's it's not usually the most insightful part of the interview is them like you got your new signature guitar and they're like you know I'm not even saying that they're like bought and paid for for what they say. I just mean, what is there to say that we haven't heard before? You know, they're really excited as they should be. They got a signature guitar and they're like, yeah, man, it's everything I've ever wanted. And the the brand let me work with them and their guys and just like do whatever I wanted. And I got whatever I wanted. And now I have my like signature guitar and it's crazy and it's a dream come true and it doesn't feel real. I totally believe them. I'm not, not being cynical in that way. But, you know, not necessarily the most insightful thing. We've kind of heard that a lot of times. But actually... This interview with Ariel was really interesting for what she said about her signature guitar that I really hadn't heard. And so she's telling the story about it. She talks about a few things. Like I said, I talked about on the previous episode of this podcast when I talked about this guitar. Um, And it's well worth reading for all those things and getting kind of more of an insight into the process of this. Really cool and interesting. But then she went on to talk about something that's actually the reason I happened to see this article because this article this interview was being shared around by a bunch of guitar builders because they really liked what she said in this interview they really caught on to it um and it's something that's a very big topic of conversation amongst guitar builders amongst a lot of the the great luthiers that i talk about on this podcast and have on an interview on this podcast as well um but it's only slowly becoming a bigger conversation in the guitar community as a whole. I have covered it on this podcast a ton of times and I will continue to cover it. And this is the topic of sustainability and wood use and responsible sourcing of wood. I know some of you are probably going like, yeah, shut up about it. We know, we get it. <laughs> we know. Um, But it is really an important thing because you know whether you personally care about it or not like we saw with the kind of i guess the most famous recent example was the rosewood sighties thing where suddenly you couldn't get rosewood for a while and everyone swapped to power and stuff the guitar the guitar world doesn't exist in a bubble you know sighties is not something that's for guitars run by guitar community people it's for you know the conservation sustainability and trading and industry concerning wood and species and all sorts of all sorts of plant species and things in general across a ton of different industries and that's always the way that it's going to be that the rules and the regulations and the things that impact guitars and guitar building and where we get our wood from are not something that exists in a bubble they are part of the entire uh if you like to use a possibly 
suitable term ecosystem of all these different industries and you know that was the same with the site's rosewood thing that did not happen because guitar companies were wastefully using far too much rosewood it happened because a bunch of other industries largely apparently chinese furniture manufacturing started harvesting inordinate amounts of rosewood very quickly in non-sustainable ways in non-responsible ways as in they weren't replanting and growing this stuff at enough of a rate um, and a lot of these trees used for guitar building uh, a lot of these different woods come from trees which take a long time to mature so just because you cut one down and you plant another one with certain trees like um you know less common tone woods like paulonia and stuff you know they mature very quickly like in 10 years you can basically get it to a point where you can use it again which means you can plant as you go harvest a lot of it um, and if you're really consistently replanting you can actually kind of have a sustainable source of wood that you can also use quickly however for things like ebony for example ebony is particularly difficult which is why ebony is often very restricted and you get a bit of an upcharge for ebony fretboards and things um yeah that's a very restricted thing because it can take dec it takes decades and decades and decades for those trees to to reach full maturity and be suitable properly suitable and perfect for uh harvesting and using further purposes of instrument building so um, that's a very difficult thing to manage. Well, actually, it's not that difficult if you're responsible and sensible about it. But my point there was when other industries start harvesting these woods very quickly or even woods adjacent to the woods that guitar building wants to use, the clamp down on that, the restrictions on that, the just general effect on that, even if there's not restrictions and regulations, just the way that that's going to affect wood prices and the and the availability of wood in the even in the small quantities that guitar makers need it uh yeah that's the kind of thing which means oh suddenly it's power instead of rosewood and suddenly we have a problem on our hands and suddenly sight is going back and forward so that's just a good example for how we're not in a bubble and as the whole world moves towards sustainability um the guitar industry is going to be dragged into it kicking and screaming whether it likes it or not and the argument of well we use you know like less less than like you know less than one percent of the trees cut down or the wood harvested for industrial production is for instrument building uh, or, or, or guitar building or whatever you know it's it's such a small amount that even the big 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 companies use you argue uh relative to other stuff well one relative to other stuff that just probably means we're we're just harvesting a hell of a lot of wood and happen to use way way more of it for, for furniture and stuff but there's still a lot of wood being harvested uh being made into guitars obviously which is absolutely fine but it's about how it's been harvested and how obviously up until this point with other stuff we've been doing stuff for decades or even for hundreds of years in ways which were not taking into account sustainability which were not uh catering to the needs of billions of billions of people on the planet like we are now and you know we did not necessarily all that time have an awareness of how this stuff will get depleted if we use it at these levels that we probably hadn't even imagined we would need to use things at 50 or 100 years ago due to explosive population growth and so on and so forth and suddenly we find ourselves with things disappearing resources disappearing and whether there's regulations or it's just a supply demand thing every industry gets impacted and that's going to be the guitar industry saying we don't use that much wood relative to anyone else doesn't matter if we're still going in cutting down a lot of trees in order to harvest that wood uh we are going to have be swept up in having to do that in a way that's just responsible sustainable uh i'm not going to go on about all that i've started from there because you know maybe you don't care that, that's the kind of catch-all even if you don't care about sustainability and this stuff for you personally even if it's not a big deal or an issue for you personally um i wanted to start there because whether it is a big deal for you or not personally that 
shows how it's still going to impact you and the guitar industry is still going to go there and it's not even like a you know political mindset of the people in the guitar industry i bet the people running the big companies would rather not have another headache on their hands if they see it that way if they're cynical about it um or maybe they're really into the idea of sustainability personally and are all for it either way it doesn't matter there's a reason companies are moving towards this and this is becoming more of a discussion is because uh we kind of need to catch up because this is the way the world's going and it's going to put our industry there as well whether you super care about it or not you're kind of gonna see the effects of it like already with several uh notable op- uh kind of examples of it recently including the rosewood thing so it's a, it's a worthwhile thing talking about and i talk about it a lot because i talk about these great guitar builders and it's important to them you know notably talking about Dymo guitar works and their incredible work with sustainability talking about the european guitar builders local wood challenge to not use exotic woods but to use local woods that you can know have been sustainably sourced in a certain way and it cuts down on trafficking wood all over the place um and exporting wood all over the place and so on and so forth and uh, shipping it all over the place and talking about uh seth backer's guitars i've talked about how he you know ended up kind of climate positive last year the business set back as guitars um doing a bunch of stuff planting a bunch of trees all of this good stuff i've also covered luthiers who have been planting their own forests with wood that is you know good for the planet suitable for growing in the place that they're planting in and all that stuff but also is wood that can be used for guitar building sort of symbolically and literally to replace the wood that they have used over the years even doing calculations as to think right how much wood have i used how many guitars have i built and planting trees that would cover that and then then some um to cover the entire rest of their career there's luthiers who have been doing that and i've been covering it um i also covered uh acoustic guitar world kind of stuff i covered taylor guitars and i've talked about martin guitars taylor guitars the ebony project to deal with the problems of sustainably sourcing ebony and i've talked a little bit about martin guitars but i need to cover more because there's actually more to cover on martin guitars than i gave in the episode where i talked about it but they kind of did a symbolic gesture that i talked about because it was interesting the earth guitar they released which was a cool little project and that's actually a part of uh, a much larger sustainability project that they have now um in this interview ariel points out something really interesting which is the acoustic guitars have kind of got the leap on this and i know some of those luthiers i've, I've talked about planting trees have been guys who, who mainly build acoustic guitars and of course talking about taylor and talking about martin i did mention fender guitars making a change but that was kind of the swamp ash thing and that was a bit more to do with necessity that was more to do with like uh uh, kind of the pr- problematic things that are going on with invade kind of like um a certain species of beetles and stuff which kill the trees and stuff to do with swamp ash um a little bit more than sustainability but uh, another good example of how in the guitar world you're not in a bubble and we need to be sensible about where we're getting our, our wood from because you're going to have to make those choices one way or another um but you know the big companies you know we're talking about two the two biggest acoustic guitar companies in there but not really any big electric guitar companies in their sustainability pledges and stuff and uh in this interview ariel points out that in the electric guitar world it's a little bit behind in the acoustic guitar world still has, still has a long way to go on this um but the electric guitar world is is really lagging behind the acoustic guitar world as well as well as where it should be um and so it's really great to hear talking about how she wants to, you know, just raise an awareness of it's not about shame or not buying guitars or anything like that because that's the thing. We don't need to do that. 
we just need to make sure our stuff's sourced responsibly and we can keep making guitars buying guitars doing all the stuff we do um you know it's just about when we harvest and use these resources make sure they're managed properly that's all it is um and that's actually better because if you don't do that in whether it's 10 years or five years or 50 years at some point you are gonna suddenly have to stop making guitars the way you like you are suddenly gonna have to give up your favorite tone wood the thing is if we act now and we transition as an industry and a community now then we won't have to do that because we'll manage all this wood properly whether it's uh whatever you like like mahogany maple ebony rosewood uh, alder do you want to see certain kinds of ash and stuff come back carina all these sorts of things you know, if we manage if we manage them responsibly now, sustainably now, we never have to get to the point where someone's suddenly telling you, you shouldn't be buying that guitar and it's on the crazy part of the site he's listed. You can't have it anymore. And it's, it, you know, it's it's like wearing a fur coat. It's evil. You, you know, we don't need to get to that, any of that kind of BS back and forth because we can manage it sensibly now. But we have to kind of make that transition now as the world is kind of transitioning. And it's great to hear um Ariel talking about this and from an artist perspective and the initiative coming from the artist and saying well, if I'm going to have a signature guitar I want part of it to be about introducing this conversation and again it's not about shaming or how we have to completely change what we buy or make guitars out of no it's about just managing the resources at the point of resources and harvesting and supplying resources and from the perspective of what she's talking about as well she talks in this interview about raising awareness in terms of just getting us all to be aware of where our guitars come from you know that wood is harvested somewhere certain woods are more problematic than others and therefore again not about like shame or completely removing those woods from production but that if we are going to keep using those woods we need to figure out a way we're actually going to last i talked about the taylor guitars ebony project how they went to a place that was supposedly going to provide them with sustainable ebony and this was one of the things that convinced them to do the ebony project and they said oh great so sustainable how long how long will the wood sources here last with current management? And they said, oh, yeah, so long, 40 years. And the guys at Telecom were like, 40 years? That's, that's, that isn't, that's the standard of like sustainable and responsibly managed. This is crazy. Because if that's the ones where they're saying it's sustainably and responsibly managed, imagine what how quickly the non-responsibly managed ebony is going to be depleted. And they said, 40 years isn't good enough. We want to still be having the materials for building guitars in 100 years, 200 years hundreds of years from now we still want to have these resources here and 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 these forests intact and so they started the ebony project to do that um this reminded me of that a little bit it's that approach it's just we want to keep this going forever it's not just use this all up it's we want this to still be here and still be available and still be viable um and she also talked about in the interview ariel about how she's um uh planting her own trees and getting into that and kind of getting yeah, getting in touch with with understanding the materials herself and planting the trees and growing the trees and understanding what it takes to do that. And she talks about some of that in the article and how that is a kind of an offsetting thing as well. If she's planting a bunch of trees whilst they're harvesting trees for these guitars, that's offsetting that. It's bringing trees into the world whilst they're taking trees out for uh, building into guitars but it's also you know her as someone who's having their name on a guitar is kind of showing that she wants to be responsible for that process and also knowing how this material comes about and actually through that and sharing that with us in things like this interview and i'm sure she's going to be keeping sharing this stuff is and keeping this conversation going it's making us all aware we're seeing 
what goes into having to manage these resources and how difficult that is and how difficult it is to grow certain trees in certain parts of the world and how you need a certain kind of a yeah ecosystem for certain trees to grow well and so therefore it might make us think more about just harvesting all that easily and yeah sure we can just buy and sell as much as we want we don't use much we're just instrument makers or instrument buyers it's it's furniture which is the real problem or whatever and actually hearing her talk about this and seeing her share her story on this is is through her signature guitar making it more than just a signature guitar and actually introducing more aspects of this really important conversation about no you know this is this is how difficult it is to manage these resources and this is what it takes and here's what we should be doing to replace the resources we use up and these resources like you know ebony taking so long to mature and something's being difficult to grow in, in, apart from the very specific parts of the world these things are not easy and not just simple and we need to have an awareness of of that and that will mean that we can actually keep building guitars forever and ever and ever and ever um because you know the guitar isn't dying that's all hyperbole and articles about rock music and guitar dying and all that stuff but um you know if you run out of trees it just might <laughs> so um you can enjoy your carbon fiber guitars but um if we run out of trees we're screwed in a whole bunch of other ways so anyway hopefully we don't we don't that doesn't happen um not having guitars will probably be the least of your eyes i'll be honest with you obviously but yeah you know it's just a great thing to hear to hear and i thought it was really really worth sharing because i'd kind of be a hypocrite if i didn't share it because i'm always saying i want to share this stuff i'm always saying i want to keep this conversation going and contribute to it because i think it's important but i'd kind of be a hypocrite if i read this and saw um ariel talking about how this is a really important conversation that we should have be having more in the guitar community and we should share this conversation and just kind of raise awareness and start thinking more about this stuff and have these conversations with one another be kind of hypocritical of me at least pretty ironic if i read that and completely agreed and thought yeah you know what that's a great idea and then just close the article and didn't share it on my podcast it'd be kind of dumb so <laughs> that's the whole point she's talking about it i talk about it everyone talks about it we have these little conversations, we have these bigger conversations and more and more. We just have a bit of an awareness and maybe that gets more of these bigger electric guitar companies to be like Taylor and Martin and have fully-fledged sustainability programs and commitments to actually properly managing their resources so we don't have to see all these woods suddenly disappearing or all these woods suddenly becoming custom shop options. And again, I'm wording it like that because I know that for some people, sustainability will be very important and an important core interest and 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 thing that they take very seriously and for others listening it's you know you come here to listen and talk about guitars like you don't if it affects the guitar industry sure but you're not here to do that you you you'd be listening to an environmentalism podcast if you like that i get it so just as like a a starting point for everyone that everyone can touch on this is going to affect our industry however you care about it or don't care about it it's still going to affect our industry. It already is. It already has been doing. So it's an important thing. And it's great to see an artist actually come out, talk about that, and make their singing guitar into, you know, an opportunity to have a cool, important conversation that's actually going to have a positive effect on the industry and on people's thinking and stuff. So anyway, enough blabbing on. Um, she doesn't just give interviews. Obviously, Ariel also makes awesome music. So today's music suggestion, It Only Makes Sense, is a track from her. I'm suggesting that you check out the track Suspension Dimension, spelled suspension slash dimension. It's from her album of the same name. 
really 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 cool stuff um i think you're going to enjoy that it's really 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 tasty stuff on there. some nice guitar playing and you know you should actually just check out that whole album to really get a good idea of her guitar playing if you didn't check out the stuff of hers i have previously suggested so anyway that's it for today go check out that music go check out the interview which i've linked in the description below there's a ton of interesting stuff in there but i just wanted to focus on the sustainability point responsible wood management all of that stuff because i said i'm always going to keep talking about that so anyway check all that stuff out get inspired play a bunch of guitar i'll catch you again tomorrow